Sweet. How are you guys doing this morning? Right on. Well, it is, uh, as, you, as we kind of already talked about, it is our Youth Sunday. Every, uh, normally we do it fifth, fifth Sundays of the month, um, and at the end, but normally kind of, or lately, the last few years, it's been the end of May. And since we actually, the only fifth Sunday was in April, we did our celebration. You guys remember that, right? We get to party for Jesus, get baptized, and do all that stuff. So we moved it to this Sunday, even though it's not the fifth, it's the fourth, but who cares, right? Well, we get to, we're going to kind of share about what we do in youth ministry, what our, what our goal is, and what we've been teaching the kids, and then they're going to kind of share their life and what God has been doing inside of them. Um, and uh, so, yeah. How about we, let's pray real quick. I know we just prayed, but I'm missing some stuff, but whatever. Let's just pray. Father, we love you. We thank you that we get to he- come here and open up your word, um, and we get to hear what's going inside of the lives of our students here at Desert Breeze. And I just pray that um, for those that are going to be sharing, that you just calm their spirits, that it's them speak, that it's you speaking through them. And the same with me, that it's not me speaking, but it's you speaking through me. And that we see you more clearly today and that we fall in love with you more than we ever had before. We thank you and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, last summer, um, I've only been doing this thing for about a year. Donnie and Melanie, if you guys remember them, if you've, if you've only been with us less than a year, then you don't know Donnie and Melanie. They were the youth directors back then. Right, and uh, so I've been I've been here since the summer, and at summer camp I asked the students, uh, the high school students, I'm like, dude, don't we normally have like a uh, a theme? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, what do you want your theme to be? Like our main goal of the whole year. And I'm like, what about um, you know you see those T-shirts that say I heart this, I heart this. The new one I've seen lately is I heart haters. I don't know what that means. You like people who hate people or something? I don't know. Well, that's good. Um, but so I said, what about, dude, what if, what if we did I heart? That is our theme. And we're like, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. And, and the theme verse that we chose um, with that is because a heart um, is, uh, let's see, Psalm 30. It's actually on this t-shirt. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I believe the heart is huge. It's a huge topic. It is used in the Bible over 700 times. It says in Genesis 6, 5, the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that Every intention of, of his thoughts were evil continually. First Samuel sixteen seven said, For the Lord sees not as man sees. The man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then another huge one, Proverbs four twenty three says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. The heart is a huge topic. And I know Pastor Ray talks about it constantly. Guard your heart. You need to guard your heart from all these idols because this world is pull, trying to pull us in, trying to d- get us distracted. And if we're not careful keeping, uh, keeping watch over our heart, and that's what Proverbs 4.23 said, then, man, we're going we're gonna to be kind of struggling through this life. And so that's what I wanted to kind of share with these, with these young people, the students, say, hey, man, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, dude, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. And at first when you read that, and I'm sure there's other preachers out there that might say, man, God's going to give you anything you want if you just focus on him. And a lot of times, maybe when you read that, that's what you think. But that's not necessarily what um, it, it's talking about. And maybe you know that. But I'm, I'm convinced that all of us have a desire. Do you guys have desires? Do you guys have cravings? Do you guys have longings? Every, um, we meet um, with, our, with the youth leaders, and I tell them there's, this, there's these three things, which is our kind of mission, small little mission statement together. And then Justin Wynn, I don't know if he's here, but he's the one who said, man, we should turn it and don't drop the ball. And it's B-A-L. Every person has this longing to belong. Every person has this longing to be accepted. And every person has this longing to be loved. 
belong, B-A-L. And so don't drop the ball. When we go in there to hang out with these students, to hang out at church, man, we need to let this place be a place of belonging, of acceptance, and this love, no matter what is going on in their life. And so that's why we chose this theme. Delight yourself with the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Because a lot of times, we have these longings, we have these desires, but they end up kind of burning us. I don't know if it's my old age, because I'm, I'm, I'm not that old, I don't feel like. I'm 29. But dude, like I used to love chips and salsa. I still do. But until this probably last month, like the other day I was like hungry. And so I was like, oh, let's go. I'm hungry. I want to go to lunch. And I was like, I don't want to go fast food. That's not healthy. So I went, to, I went to Fry's and got a whole thing of salsa and chips and just ate the whole thing for lunch. Like that's healthy, right? <laughs> and, and then the next day, dude, man, my heart was killing me. Like, I'm, or I don't know if that's heartburn or what that is, but I was like, oh, I couldn't even sit up straight. I'm just like, oh. And then I did it again like a, like a week later. And the same thing happened. I was like, man, I've done this like my entire life and this has never happened. I'm like, what's going on? And so I guess with me saying that is sometimes we, we dive into things that feel good, that taste good, that are amazing at the moment. But as we get older and as we start to go through life, we understand, wow, like what I'm doing is not the smartest and brightest thing to do. It is giving me a heartburn. And like, as I'm not, I, I, you can say salsa or just anything in life. Like the youthful passions is what Paul talks about. To flee from youthful passions. But when you're a youth, dude, you just want to live life. You want to live young, wild, and free, right? Like this song. You guys don't know that song, do you? I could sing. No, I wouldn't sing it for you. Sorry. So be, before I continue going on what this actually means, because I think it's huge to understand what delight yourself with the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That is huge. And if you don't understand what that means, you're going to be lost. You're going to start putting your desire in things like salsa, which are going to start burning you. So, but before we go into that, I want you to watch a testimony of one of our leaders, stuff that she went through and reason why she is wanting to, to not drop the ball, to be a part of these students' lives. So check this out if we have it, hopefully. Yep, yep. My family went to Desert Breeze a long time ago when we were on 17th and Bell um, as a family. I got raised in what I thought was a Christian home. It wasn't really, I guess, now that I see what it is compared to. My dad got laid off, and then um, my parents started having problems, kind of. They would argue a lot. A couple years down the road, I think it was my um, seventh grade year, it was either seventh or eighth grade, that uh, my parents filed for divorce. And um, it, it really hit us um, out of nowhere, just because my sister and I didn't think anything was going on. He asked me for the alarm code, and um, I gave it to him, not even thinking about it. And right after, I just, like, I felt horrible because I knew it wasn't his to have. And I came home that night, and everything in our house was gone. Our TV and all, like, the DVDs, everything. And it was right around Christmas time, so conveniently, he took all of the Christmas presents that my mom had. Come to find out, he also had his, like, gang of people uh, steal my mom's car from her work. I was grounded for three months, and then I got caught smoking weed at school, so I got grounded for another three, out of which I had a lot of time to think about everything and, um, I guess, kind of understand my mom a little bit more. And She made um, one of the rules of the house that my sister and I had to go to church if we wanted to live there, and I hated that idea, too. Both of us did, so we would go there and fall asleep or text or whatever in service. And I don't know, so pretty much from then on, I hated the idea of God. I didn't 
see any point in it, I guess. I would rather smoke weed and have sex with my boyfriend and do whatever I wanted to do rather than think about God because I didn't feel like he was real. So then my mom was nice enough to give me the option of going to Young Life or continue to go, going to church. And I had picked Young Life because I had known Melanie and Dondi from youth a long time ago. So I went there and actually the first time I went to Young Life I was high. They brought me to summer camp that summer and I guess that was really the first time I heard the gospel and um, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like the coolest feeling ever, seeing how much Melanie and the leaders there cared for me and hearing this story about some guy that I didn't know a long time ago dying for me. It was really cool and I came back to reality and it um, hit me in the face really hard. I guess from then on I kind of realized that there had to be more to life. I got more and more interested and started to choose to come to church. So I went to church in Young Life. My friend Lynn and I had both had really bad relationships with um, guys and I was dating this guy for probably like two months and then we had sex and kept doing that and it just spiraled out of control. She broke up with her boyfriend and it took her a while to convince me to break up with mine, but um, Sean Denny actually introduced this concept to me that um, there's this triangle and you're on this side and your significant other's on this side and God's at the top and as you guys grow closer to God, you grow closer together and I realized that that wasn't happening in my relationship. Also, I heard someone say that um, you want somebody to protect your purity rather than jeopardize it and I thought that was really cool. So I went home and I told him that and he got mad. That was short-lived. So we broke up finally. It was really, really cool just how, how much God just kept like blessing me and showing me that I didn't need any of who I was. That October I got baptized and just like from then on it was freaking awesome, everything that God showed me. And um, my mom and I have an awesome relationship now um, and my dad and I are starting to build one again. I don't know, I used to be really rude to people and it's cool. Somebody at my school told one of my friends um, that he realized that I changed a lot and he didn't know why and it was just cool like hearing that from someone else getting that like verification that um, God's power is finally like working in my heart. Um, I care about the youth now just because I know exactly where they were. A lot of um, a couple kids have come up to me and like asked me to talk to them about stuff and that's the most awesome feeling ever is being able to relate to them and um, God giving me this awesome story to share with somebody and relate to them and hopefully help them through it. I used to like hate my parents and not get along with them and now seeing some of the youth um, struggling with that is um, encouraging. I hope for them to see me and know that it's going to be okay and that it will change and um, God is going to make it all work out for their good. If you're feeling called to do ministry, definitely do it because there's always a need for it and you have your story for a reason. God's going to use it to rock somebody's life and rock yours in turn and it's going to be really beneficial. You won't regret it. My mom has been awesome and so strong through everything and um, I guess just tell her I'm sorry for being a punk and uh, thank her for things that she does that go unnoticed. Also, my best friend Lynn, she's stuck through me when I was stupid and um, led me to God a lot. Uh, I have this friend named Cooper. Um, I don't know if you guys know him. He's pretty cool. I just want to thank him for helping me with everything and um, 
leading our relationship. It's, it's awesome. Oh, it's the coolest thing ever. Or looking who I was then and comparing it to who I am now is amazing and I can't even like, believe where I'm at right now. Right on. And so we have this, we all have this knit inside of not just these students, but you too. We all have this, this need to belong to something bigger than what we are. And that is why she's wanting to serve. So these, to show these kids, man, you can delight in God. You don't have to delight in these other things of the world. I think God knew what he was doing, of course. It says in Genesis, let us make man in our image. He already had this belong in this community going in which that's what we long for. We, we long to belong to something bigger than what we are. It says, let us make man in our image. He had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In, in Ecclesiastes 4, it says, two are better than one because they have good return for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie down, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A, a three-fold cold is not quickly broken. That is Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. We have this longing, and not just longing, but we have this need to belong to one another, to be accepted and to be loved. And if we're not delighting in God, if we're delighting in these other things, these other things that fit, try to fill this void, we're going to kind of come up empty. So let me ask you a question. What is your desire? Do you guys have a desire? I guess I've already asked you that, right? Are you, do you have a desire? Do you know what your desire is? Does anyone know what their desire is? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I, I love just food. I love going to In-N-Out, right? Chipotle. How many food fans out there? What about football, dude? I, dude, I love the Arizona Cardinals. When, they, when they, won, they, they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They won it. <laughs> Don't give me that. They won it. I saw it. I saw his feet didn't touch. So, dude, th that's what I just love doing that kind of stuff. But what is your desire? What do you love? Like, what this, like, this makes you feel, oh, like, yeah. Is there anything? Just think about that. And let me ask you, with those things, are you satisfied? Are you satisfied? Yeah, maybe for a minute. If you're not, we, we're selling Snickers out in the... the out, <laughs> just kidding. Tried to be funny there. Do you have a desire? Sorry, I see all those commercials with Snickers, and when you're hungry or something, they'll satisfy you. That's, anyways... So let's, I wanna, what I want to do, dude, is look, dude, dude, look at these verses. It says, delight yourself the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Before I introduce another, uh, one of our seniors who's going to give his testimony. But let's check this out. Desire. I'm going to kind of go backwards. Desire actually means, it actually means to, I think it's up there, request, petition, or beg. Have you ever begged for something before? If you have, if you have kids, you know what that means to beg, right? Beg, I want this, I want this. Brayden, my uh, five-year-old, he just begs like crazy. His favorite place to go to is Target. What? Because he loves the toys. He was into the Spider-Man thing, like wanting in this newest, greatest Spider-Man. He's all into these uh, action figures. And then now he's like, he doesn't even play with that anymore, man. I'm like, dude, that cost me $20 to get you this honking Spider-Man. Now he wants the Captain America. He, keep, he just keeps talking about it, keeps talking about it. So have you ever begged for something? And not just to someone else, but to God? It says in Matthew 7, 7 and Luke eleven nine, 9, ask and it will be given, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open. Have you done that? You're like, yeah, dude, I've done that, but it just doesn't work, bro. I, 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 I've asking God for these things, man, and he just isn't, 
He isn't coming through. What's the deal, man? Have you ever asked God for something and just felt like he just didn't listen to you? Maybe you haven't asked the right question. Or maybe you haven't asked with the right motives or something. I want to look at this verse. I think it's up there. And and we're going to read it backwards. And this is in James. Do you have it up there? Can you hit it? I'm just going to read it because for some reason I don't have it on there. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. You, You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and you cannot obtain, so you fight and you quarrel. You do not have because you don't ask. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Dude, we have this passion for things. God has put this longing in our to want things, to need each other, to be cool, to be this way. But a lot of times when we ask for things, what did it say there? We're asking to what? Spend it on our own passions, right? Do you guys know what that means? To do it, to glorify yourself. So how are you asking? Or what are you asking for? Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, and they will be satisfied. It says Proverbs 19, 23, The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it is satisfied. What do you truly want? Do you want to be satisfied? Do you really want to be loved, accepted, and do you want to belong to something bigger than you are? Proverbs 8, uh, 17 says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. We have this longing not only to belong to something, but this plan. Do you guys want your life to be all kind of knowing what's going to happen? I know some of these seniors are coming up and they're like, crap, dude, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. Or maybe when you lose a job, you're like, holy crap, dude, what am I doing? What's going on? What do you do? Jeremiah 29, 11, it's a really popular verse. I'm sure a lot of Christians have uh, memorized it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans, that, plans for welfare are not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me. This is the huge part right here. Because a lot of times we read that and we're like, yeah, God's going to be hoping a future. But check this out. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. And, I, and you will seek me and you will find me and you will seek me, seek me with all your heart. A lot of times we're stressed out is because we aren't seeking him. We see the plans. We're like, God, I know you have the plans, but it's because we're not focused on him. We're not delighting in who he is. So to delight yourself after the Lord. We looked at desire. It means to beg. It means to petition. It means to be like, yes, God. I want you to delight. It actually means to be soft. This is weird. It means to be soft. It means to be delicate. It means to be dainty. Which, do you guys use that? Does anyone use that word, that term, delight? Oh, dear, that was delightful. Like we went and saw Avengers. Man, that was a delightful movie. <laughs> is, that, is that how you describe things? No. But this is how he's describing it. And that actually means soft. Del- it actually, it's, it actually refer- it is referring to food, kind of. To be soft, to be delicate, to be dainty. Dainty actually kind of refers to food. It's like mm, something that's just so amazing. Have you guys ever had a good food out there? Raise your hand, no? You guys don't eat food, do you? All right. Well, well dude, one of my favorite places, like I talked about, chips and salsa, right? And then it burned me. I'll, I'll still do it. I went to a wedding rehearsal last night. I still down the hottest salsa. My wife, Aaron's like, really? You're going to do that again? Even though you just had heartburn the other day? I'm like, mm-hmm, it's worth it. <laughs> but, dude, we have these, mm-mm. I know Pastor Ray kind of shares about my Cheerio, mm, right? Mm. I don't really eat Cheerios as much anymore, but I do love in and out <sighs> Animal style, is that what you like? I just like the regular four by four. Mm. 
with, uh, but that's what's, it's like, wow, mm. it's like the ah, delight. And it actually, if you break that word down, D meaning become or according to and light, it means you're going to see something. It's like seeing something for the first time. Have you guys ever seen the Grand Canyon? I know some people that grew up here, they're like, dude, it's a hole in the ground, <laughs> whatever. But then you go there and you're just like, holy, wow, that is huge. Wow, I'm small. That's so amazing. Or maybe it's when you have a child. Does anyone have kids out there? When you have that kid for the first time, you're just like, wow. I have three little boys. And when they were born, I was like overwhelmed. Like I was like that soft and dainty. I was just like, oh, I don't, like I was afraid to drop them. I was afraid to do anything with them. I'm just like, wow. God used, it. wow. So it's referring this, to delight in God. It's kind of referring to this. Mm-hmm. It's like, aha. It's like, wow. That's why it says in Psalm, taste and see that the Lord is good. But a lot of times, dude, we get this bad taste in our mouth, right? We go to church, we talk to other Christians, we're like, man, this is, this is stupid. Like, I got, you get, we get this bad taste in our mouth. And it loses the flavor and we're like, man, this is not what I signed up for. But maybe it's because we aren't completely delighting in him. Maybe we aren't seeking him with all of our heart. Maybe we were kind of halfway doing it. C.S. Lewis put it best when he says, if we find ourselves in a desire within, a desire that is nothing, excuse me, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And then A.W. Tozer, what comes to mind when you think about God is the most important thing about us. It is. Because we don't have this proper mindset of God, man, we're going to get a bad taste in our mouth. We're not going to truly taste and see that God is good. So with that said, I want to introduce you to someone. And then we're, I know you guys are, for those note takers that are kind of freaking out. You guys, is any of those note takers like, crap, he's not even filled out, fill in the blanks. And you guys aren't going to be complete. We'll get to that in just a minute. It'll only take like three seconds. So, but um, I want to introduce you to someone who's going to, uh, one of our seniors, Ricky Bills, is going to share his testimony, what God is doing in his life, where he came from and what he's doing. So why don't you give it up real quick and then we'll finish up. Yeah. Hello, can you hear me? Okay. Um, as Ryan said, I'm Ricky. Uh, I'd just like to take a few minutes um, to tell you about the amazing things that God has been doing in my life, that he's already done for me, and that he's currently doing. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get started. Okay. I grew up in a, in a house that went to a Catholic church, um, but my relationship with, with God was non-existent. Um, to me, church was about getting dressed up, singing weird songs, and if I was good afterwards, my parents would buy me a donut, so that was fun. Um, slowly, uh, church turned into um, a thing that we would do on Easter and Christmas, and that was about it, so it wasn't really a part of my life, and then in sixth grade, my family was going through many struggles. Um, there was a lot of strain um, inside my family. Uh, there was a lot of fighting going on, um, and my aunt actually invited my stepmom to come to Desert Breeze. And um, it was something new and different, and she decided to try it, and she ended up loving it. Um, the next weekend, she asked if I would like to go, and I don't know why, but I just I said I would. Um, for anyone that knows me now, um, it's hard to believe, but I used to be extremely shy. I was a kid that if you asked me a question, I would be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. I couldn't even talk to you. So now that's not at all. But um, I still remember the first time I came to Desert Breeze. Um, 
I was scared out of my, my mind because I didn't know anyone. And the moment I walked through that door, I saw one of my best friends, James, who I used to play basketball with. And as I look back on that, that was the first time I really remember. I was like, okay, someone's looking out for me because there's no way I was this worried. And I walk in, I see someone that I've known for four years already. Um, after that day, Desert Breeze became my home. Um, when I started attending Desert Breeze, I learned that Christianity is not just about, um, it's not just about works, but it's about having a relationship with God. Over the past six years, I've had many trials and struggles, but every time, God was there for me. I would try and run away from God and hide from him, but he never left my side. Because of this, I decided I'm going to do everything I can to live for God. Recently, in Backdraft, we've been studying uh, the verse 1 Timothy 4.12, it states, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the, set the believers an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity. This quote has been a huge inspiration to me. It has shown me that even though I'm young, I can still be an example to, uh, to people older than me, and then I could show them how amazing Christ is. Next year, I will be going to ASU, and my prayer is that while I'm there, I will continue to grow close, closer to God and that I'll be able to show others how absolutely incredible Jesus is and how he can forever change your life. The huge topic, another huge topic that we've been discussing in Backdraft is love. We've been talking about God's love for us and how we're supposed to love others. Um, this recent topic has had an absolutely ridiculous effect on my life. Um, love has been a huge issue that I've struggled with throughout my life. Um, my parents were divorced when I was very young, so I don't have any memory of them being together. Um, because of their divorce, I struggled with... Sorry, i got to turn the page. Um, I struggled with love. Um, both my parents remarried, and I love the fact that I have four parents that I can count on no matter what, but at the same time, I always struggled with the fact... Um, that my parents were divorced. Um, I wanted to know how two people could say that they loved each other, but then decide that they don't love each other anymore and get a divorce. Um, it was really hard on me. Um, unfortunately, um, divorce has become a very common thing for most children, or that most children have to deal with at some point or another. Um, my parents' separation really had an effect on my view of love. I felt like trying to love another person was pointless if they were just going to end up leaving me. So I started to try and find happiness by loving materialistic and worldly things. However, none of those things gave me the satisfaction that I was, cra that I was craving. Then I was introduced to Desert Breeze and was shown God's love. 1 John 4.16 says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. How I took this was in order... In order to truly know what love is, we must first know God. He is love. He shows us how we are supposed to love. God showed the ultimate act of love by giving up his own son for us. He gave up his, his perfect son for you and for me. Jesus died so that you and I could be saved. He died for people like us, people who are full of sin. Once we start to realize and understand God's love for us, then we can truly love other people in our lives. John 13, 34 through 35 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. 
If you have oh, oh, sorry. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Loving people like we're supposed to can be extremely hard. God says that we're supposed to love people in order to show them how amazing he is. By loving others, we can show that we know God and that knowing him, and that by knowing him, we are able to understand love. I think that we all struggle with this sometimes because we as humans are so quick to get angry and hold a grudge. I know that God has really been working on this in my life. Even if someone angers or upsets us, we're still supposed to love them because they are our brothers in Christ. This is very hard because I know I can be very prideful. If someone angers me, the first thing I want to do is yell at them or get my revenge, but that isn't what God commands us to do. He commands us to love our neighbor. We have, we have seen God's amazing love, and we as followers of Christ are supposed to, try, supposed to try and love others the way he loved us. It's very tough, and Satan is constantly trying to pull us away from God. But we as a church family need to keep each other accountable. We need to be able to rely on our brothers to help us through tough times. We need to have fellowship with one another and to be able to lovingly talk with each other about our lives. God has been showing me that this fellowship with believers will not only help you grow closer, help you grow closer to other people in the church, but it will also help you grow closer to God. I'm only 17 years old, but God has already, already done amazing things for me. He has forever changed my life, and I am so thankful to him and I can't wait to see what he has in store for me next. God's love is the most incredible thing I have ever experienced, and I hope that if you haven't experienced it before, you just pray to God and you give yourself to him. He loves every one of us with a burning passion and is longing for a relationship with us. And I promise if you join in that relationship, it will be the smartest decision you have ever made. There will be struggles at times, but they will pass. And every second, God will be with you. Thanks. So, wow, that's good stuff. So to delight yourself after the Lord, to delight is to be like ahad by God, mm-hmm, and being like, wow, and the desires to beg. So are you getting what you're begging for? What you're asking for him? And a lot of times we think it's going to be stuff. A, a rich young ruler talked to Jesus and said, hey, hey, good, good teacher, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus was like, dude, uh, no one is good but God. So no one is good but God. So if God is truly good, meaning he is, nobody is good, nothing in this world is good, wouldn't he, instead of us giving us these Good things like big screen TVs, nice cars, fast cars, big cars, a relationship or this or that. Those things are good, right? But wouldn't he give us, if he was truly good, wouldn't he give us more of himself? himself? Wouldn't he show us more of himself? Wouldn't our relationship with him be tighter than ever before, dude? So let's check this. This is, this is what, I, what we kind of came up with. This is actually our mission statement within, within Backdraft. I kind of turned the five G's into five B's because we're Backdraft. And if we wanted to, delight, if you, dude, if you want to delight yourself after the Lord... If you want the desires of your heart, if you want to experience more of God than you've ever had, this is what I believe, and this is what we want to, our mission statement from the youth, this is what we want to push across. This is what you can do. You can believe that you are loved. That is a genuine Christian. When you, dude, when you start to believe that you are actually loved and in Christ, man, 
That'll start to transform your heart. 1 John 3, 1 says, See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. We are children of God. You gotta first, you gotta believe. If you wanna delight yourself in the Lord, dude, believe that you are loved. That you believe that you're loved in Christ. The second, you will belong to the body of Christ. Genuine, the next one is what? You guys know that? What's the next G? Anyone? Genuine. Growing. There you go. So to belong, you're like, what the heck is that? But to belong to the body of Christ, I meaning you, you abide in him. God, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You gotta belong to the body of Christ. You gotta belong to one another. You gotta belong to Christ. You gotta be, when you believe in him, and you're gonna start to belong to him. And the next one is you will start to become more complete like Christ. Luke 6, uh, 40 says, a disciple is not above his teacher, but every, everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. We're going to be like Christ. You will believe that you are loved. You, you will start to belong to the body, and you will start to become more complete like Christ. And you're like, that has nothing to do with giving, because that's a third degree, right? But guess what? Christ, what did he, he, he came to be served, right? No, dude, he came to serve and not be served. He came to serve by laying his life down for us. And that is how you become more like Christ is by serving. You come, when you come to church, it's not like come to be served, serve me, give me what I need. Man, that was horrible worship today. I cannot believe they had 12,000 people on stage. Man, it just sounded bad. I cannot believe it. What is your mindset when you come in? Is it to serve one another or is it to be served? When you start to believe that you are loved, dude, you will start to belong to the body. You will start to become more complete in Christ. And then after that, the next B is you will start to bring the good news. Not, you can, it'll be bring, boast, or brag about him. You'll start to brag about this God that you know. When you delight in him, and he's gonna start to give you the desires, he's gonna start giving you more of himself, this knowledge of who he is, an understanding of who he is. And so you're gonna wanna bring that good news, that spiritual cancer to one another. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria until the end of the earth. And that is the going Christian, bringing the good news, bragging about the good news and boasting about it. It says in Jeremiah, let not the wise man boast in, in his wisdom, let not the rich man boast in his riches, let not the strong man boast in his strength, but let him who boasts, boast in this, that he knows God. And then what's the next, next uh, G, do you guys know what the next G is? Glorifying. And so our B is just because, dude, because of Christ. Because of Christ. That's why you do anything. There's no greater calling. There's no greater reason to do anything. It's just because of him and because of his love. So it's we love because he first loved us. So the five B's, it's when you, if you want to delight yourself out of the Lord and get you the desires of your heart, meaning experiencing God more and being overwhelmed with him, believe, truly believe that you are loved. Then you will belong to the body. You will become more like him. You will start to boast about it and brag about it, knowing that it's not for your glory but it's for his alone. So what we're going to end off, end in, is this thing called, we've done in the last few years, it's called Cardboard Testimonies. The students are going to come up here as a, as a song is playing. I encourage you to listen to the song. It's a powerful song by 10th Avenue North Card Times. But these kids are going to come up and they're going to say one thing about their life that was before Christ and, or when they're not focused on him, we're not believing that they are loved and they're going to flip it over. Man, this is what God is doing in my life just with one word. 
and it is powerful. So check this out, and then we'll pray. So we all have this longing to belong, to be accepted, and to be loved. And my hope for you as you leave here this morning is that that you find that in Christ, that you delight yourself in him, that he overwhelms you, that you understand that you can be, that you believe, that you truly believe that you are loved, that you belong to the body of Christ. Even though it's tough sometimes, it says iron sharpens iron, so one sharpens another. That's not pretty. It's hard sometimes to belong to each other because we're human. But if we're focused on Christ, when we believe that we are loved, it's easy to belong. When you start to belong, you'll start to become like Christ and then you start to boast about it. And that's what these, these, these guys are doing right now. Saying, this is what God is doing in their life. And if, if you're here this morning and you're just kind of like hanging out, you're like, man, I don't know what God wants for me right now. I'm confused and I want to serve. I just don't know where. But these, these students right here, man, could use your support through prayer or through just living your life. Showing like how Talia shared in her testimony. That's the reason she wants to get involved, to share her experiences, to share your heartburn. Say, man, this is what I did, man. It, wasn't, it might seem like it feels good, like it might seem like it's good for a moment, but it's going to end in death. It's going to end in the hurt. So if you, have a, if, you, if you want to get involved with these kids' life, come talk to me. We could use people that are just speaking truth and love into their lives. So let's pray, and then, we'll, then you guys can go on your way. Father God, we love you so much. We thank you we get to be here, that we get to delight in you. And Father, I pray that that's what we do. When we leave here, that we go delight in you. Meaning we become overwhelmed with who you are. That we believe that, that we are loved by you. That you truly love us. No matter what kind of circumstance, no matter what goes on in our life. Understand that you love us and you want a relationship with us. And I pray that we don't stop there. That we continue to belong to each other. We belong to the body of Christ. So we can become more complete in you. And be satisfied in you. So we can boast about you. Knowing that it's all for your glory. It's all because of you. We thank you so much for this opportunity. We get to be here and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Have a fantastic week.